Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Max Potential Habits. This is a super fun one because today we have on a guest who is currently in her car because she is on the road doing business with six kids and dogs, animals, pets. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll dive deep. But I, I love this awesomeness of how you can take a remote business anywhere you really want to go. And so we're going to talk about some of the adventures she's having, the way she's building her business and how she helps other entrepreneurs with their clarity, mechanics and mindset. This is Carmen Ventrucci. She is the CEO of True Sisu Life. And we're going to find out what Sisu means. She's known as an international business igniter. Uh, she has, let's see, so she's touring the U.S. with six kids, a spouse, and a dog. She's the breadwinner of the family, so super powerhouse woman who's, to me, has a very adventurous soul, which I love. <laughs> so we're going to dive deep into all things that, you know, bring value to you, actionable strategies for you and your business, and just have a really fun conversation about what it's like to be on the road while building a business or expanding your business and helping other people do that too. So welcome to the show today, Carmen. Thank you so much. I am very excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. This is so fun. I love, so when, uh, just, you know, for listeners, when we started pre-show, she said, I'm in my car at the other end of the campground, because I would imagine your kids would be like knocking on the window, mom, yeah. where are you? What's happening? It's happened. It's occurred before. I learned my <laughs> lesson on that one. <laughs> That's so great. So right now your office is your car. My office is my car. It, this is a Chevy Suburban. We call it the beast because it is a beast. It ha it fits all eight of us plus the dog and tows a 37 foot travel trailer around the country. So nice. it's a very well-earned nickname and it's my mobile office. So cool. I love, I mean, to me, it, it, there's so many different ways we can do business. One thing before COVID, I was like, oh, I'm going to get rid of everything and put whatever I need in storage and then just travel around in Airbnbs. And then, you know, COVID happened. So I decided I should wait, but <laughs> it's, it's so fun to build a business that's on the road. I know before this, you, you're doing the same business now as you were before you went on the road. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. So share a little bit. Well, first, sometimes I like to start with your favorite quote. What's a, a favorite quote or a quote that you live by? Oh my goodness. There's so many. My all-time favorite though is from Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. And you guys have probably heard it before. I'll paraphrase. paraphrase. It's not like an exact quote, but Alice and the Cheshire Cat are chatting. And the Cheshire Cat asks Alice, well, where do you want to go? And Alice says, well, I don't really know. And then the Cheshire Cat says, well, then clearly any path will do. And so the moral of the story is, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? And we, we, you know, some might say I'm wandering right now across the country. I'm like, yeah, a little bit. I also have a plan and I know where I'm going and I'm just having fun along the way. Yeah. And so the point of that quote is that you have to know what you want. You have to know where your end goal is in business, personal life, relationships, whatever it is. So you know how to get there. So true. <laughs> and you know, that's so powerful because it's so easy to think, uh, you know, I can be a wandering spirit mm -hmm. and I can have this and that and the other, but if you don't signal the direction you want to go in, mm -hmm. then there, you know, it, to me, we talk a lot about manifestation here. And so mm -hmm. when you're manifesting, if you don't have clarity where you want, the universe is going to bring you a whole bunch of stuff for, to help you figure it out you know, and mm -hmm. it might not be what you want exactly. <laughs> so the faster exactly. you can gain, exactly. gain clarity, right? 
Yeah. So I know you're a master at that, helping people gain clarity. Yeah. Clarity is one of the things I focus on quite a bit with my clients, because like I said, you need to know what your success criteria are. You need to know where you want to go and you can fill in the details along the way. And you're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to be flexible. You're going to have to change your plans. That's just life. Yet that, I mean, it's just, it just baffles me sometimes how much people don't really know what they want or they don't know where they're going and it's okay. We all go through it. The trick is to get out of it and really know what you want know what you're all about. And so when when I work with my clients on clarity, it's not only it's clarity on your business, who your business serves, it's clarity on your clients who they are, what their issues are, what keeps them up at night, what makes them happy, what goals they have. And it's clarity on you, you as a person, you know, what are your core values? What is your mission in life? What impact do you want to make? And so when it, so I always say, when you're clear on you, your clients and your business, things just get easier and they do get easier. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I want to know from your perspective and your Mm -hmm. expertise, what do you think are the stuck points for people when they don't have clarity? You know, when they don't know those things, what do you think is keeping them stuck in that place? You know, that's a, you know, I've never been asked that question before. This is a really good question. So they, they don't, how do I say this? They're trying to do all the things mm. they, they get, they get stuck because they have trouble using the word no. And so when you have clarity and you know what you need to work on, Again, whether it's in business, personal relationship, it's easier to say things so that, excuse me, I'm getting so excited and I'm tripping over my words. It's easier (laughs) to say no to the things that aren't within that clarity or aren't within your alignment. And like, I was just speaking with a client today and she doesn't even know where to start. Like, she's like, I need to do all these social media things. I'm like, okay, say no to, just pick one, say no to the rest for now, pick one and do it. And so a lot of the times it's just trouble getting started because we're bombarded with all the stuff we need to do. And like mm-hmm. some of it, yeah, some of it we actually need to do. Some of it we can put on the put on to the side, put on the back burner or just not do it all. And so that's where I people see people where when they lack that clarity, that's what gets in their way. They want to do all the things. They have trouble saying no to things. And when you have trouble saying no to things, it's really hard to get it all done. Yeah. Yeah. This is really wise. I mean, you know, it's, I was thinking as you were speaking about shiny object syndrome and information overload, Mm -hmm. and especially when you're new at starting a business, there's a lot to learn. Yes. And so we can easily get, you know, I've got to do this. Oh, now this, now this, and, you know, it can take you down the rabbit hole instead of thinking, what's my number one thing to get an ROI as fast as possible? Mm -hmm. Like what's the fastest path to cash, (laughs) you know, especially for a startup, that's really important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's another important thing you're raising is, you know, it's like in that brand identity or who you're trying to attract your way. If you don't know, if you don't have clarity on those things, then it's going to take you a lot longer to get going. Um, But then it's also that, that part uh, this is something I think about a lot. Like when we're starting businesses, you, you don't, you don't totally know yet what you don't know. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I think it's partly why coaching is so important, right? It's, it's right. someone else helping you stay on that path and go, okay, exactly. take the next step, then the next step, mm-hmm. then the next step. And, you know, embrace the mistakes along the way too. Cause those are some of you, like it's feedback. Feedback yeah. is one of the greatest gifts we have in business and in life. A mistake is a form of feedback. You learn not to do it that way again. Maybe you tweak this or that, 
or you go another way altogether. And, you know, when I talk to my kids, we talk a lot about making mistakes and, you know, if they get eight out of a 10 on a spelling test, they're going to remember those two words they got wrong, right? Because yeah. they made a mistake. And so embrace the mistakes. Yeah. It's okay to try to minimize them. I understand that, but embrace the mistakes because yeah. that's how you learn. Will you share with listeners a couple mistakes that you've made along your way in building your business? Yes. And so one of the, one of the mistakes I made, um, I didn't, I was going after the wrong people. I was going after the wrong clients in the beginning. And I thought that everybody was like me and wanted to leave their corporate job and start their own business. When in reality, a lot of the people I work with, they have a side hustle Mm -hmm. that they want to scale up, yet they still want to stay in their job. And so that I really had to start changing my messaging and changing my marketing so that I could attract those people. Because my, my mistake was assuming everyone was like me. But mm-hmm. no, there's a lot of people who love their jobs and that's awesome. There's also people who don't love their job and want to do something else. And that's also awesome. And so it, it was still tweaking my messaging and my marketing so I would find my people, but it was had to be a little bit broader than what I was going for. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you have to niche down. Sometimes you have to expand your niche a little bit. I had to expand my niche a little bit. That's so, it's interesting because I think about that a lot. It's bringing up this thought about how when we're starting, we can, there's so many people to listen to about ways to go. And, you know, you can hear one expert say like niche down, you have Mm -hmm. to, that's your fastest path. And then other people, it's like, oh, actually you're too narrow. What Mm -hmm. you're saying is like, you learned you were too narrow. Yeah. So, you know, for people listening, it's like where it's taking the time to assess. Are you, Mm -hmm. are you in the right sweet spot of targeting the right people? Do you know exactly who you want to target? Are you in the path of figuring it out? I think there's Mm -hmm. that too. You know, one of the mistakes I've made is I think I had a lot of issues with negatively comparing myself to other people that were way ahead of me in the game and expecting myself to be there really fast. Mm -hmm. And then it creates unrealistic expectations and a lot of, you know, beat Mm -hmm. up of yourself. So yeah, great tips. Um, Will you share what, tell us about Sisu life. What what does that mean? Sisu. Okay. So this is one of my favorite words. Um, So it's S-I-S-U, Sisu is actually a Finnish word. So despite, you know, the the Italian looks and the Italian name, I finished on my mom's side of the family. And so we always grew up knowing what this word meant. And it means grit, determination, and tenacity, no matter the obstacle, no matter the odds. And so it's really kind of a a spirit that a lot of the Finnish culture has and kind of how they approach life. And I just love it because my belief is that we all have a little bit of Sisu within us. It's not about being Finnish. It's about taking what life dishes out for you on your journey and facing it head on and saying, I got this. That's really what it is. And it's, it's also a little bit of a dedication to my sister. So my sister, Sherry, she, uh, she's younger than me. I'm the oldest of the three girls. She suffered a massive stroke last year in March of 2019. And she's very into our Finnish heritage. She's like a Finnish tattoo or a Finnish flag tattooed on her foot and everything. Um, but she's kicking butt. She survived the stroke. And this was like big, massive. Wow. Um, she survived the stroke. She's at home with her family. She's still recovering. And it's kind of a dedication to her because she is like the physical embodiment of Sisu, the best example I have ever seen. And so it's really become the brand of my family. Um, I use it a lot in my branding and, and my marketing. And it's just such a cool concept to talk about. I mean, come on. 
we all have sisu in us it's yeah. a sauce I love it. It's very NFA. I, I don't know what you know about my business, but it's mm-hmm. NFA, no fucking around coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, it, that's very much what it is. Yes. It's like, <laughs> suck it up. Let's go. You got yeah. this. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's such a, it, it, it is a powerhouse mentality. And I think that it's also the entrepreneurial mindset, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it okay, is. are you willing mm-hmm. to go the distance mm-hmm. and have that tenacity? And mm-hmm. de- you said grit, determination, tenacity. Yep. Grit, determination, mm-hmm. and tenacity. Awesome. There's no direct translation into English. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the definition I gave it. So. Yeah. I'm curious. Okay. So b- balancing that, because something I've been mm-hmm. working on a lot this year is, is NFA relaxation. <laughs> okay. Where I also go like, okay, there's a time mm-hmm. to push and a time to relax, you know, like mm-hmm. we, there, it, there's a time to sow and reap. And so I've been playing with that a lot in my mm-hmm. manifestation skills and helping people with that. And so what do you think about like, what ways, what strategies do you use in terms of keeping that, that fire going for Sisu mm-hmm. and then balancing it out through, let's say self-care practices that I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't yeah. do well? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, Wednesdays, you are not getting on my calendar. Wednesday is family day. My kids get done with distance learning school early. So that's like fun time. You know, we can be out touring, you know, climbing a mountain in the afternoon. And so I just block Wednesdays. You're not getting me on Wednesdays. And that's like a personal boundary I've had to set with clients. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, also, I'm very, it, it, you know, it, it's very simple, but it's calendar blocking. It's like, I'm not taking a meeting until 10 a.m. because I need time for me to like drink a gallon of coffee. I need time to help my kids get started with school. I need time to do things I need to do for my business. And so it's like, I take clients between 10 and four and that's it. And it's not every day. And so it's simple things like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's also, it's that, that self-care is so important. And I know it, you know, self-care is more than like bubble baths and bonbons and wine by the pool. And as exciting as those things are, it's, a, it's taking time to like, for yourself to really think about you keep your clarity on you, your clients and your business. Slight tangent, visit your clarity practices every quarter, four times a year. Okay. So keep <laughs> your clarity on you, yourself and your business, and then just making sure you know what's important to you and what self-care means to you. Like me, yeah. I love my husband and I, we love to open a bottle of wine and watch TV at least two, you know, two nights a week. Yeah. That's what we like to do. And yeah, we're watching TV, but we, it's like shows we actually like, we're not just like watching yeah. reruns of crappy television and it's um, quality time too you know it's like keeping that us. romantic spark mm-hmm. and togetherness yeah, yeah yeah it's quality time for us and then like I have a dog I love to go walk the dog so I make sure to do that a couple times a week and that for me that's like that's like some people's treadmill you know people say oh I get on the treadmill I get my good ideas I get my good ideas when I walk the dog nice so it's yeah. just filling it in and you know for me my husband is wonderful Drew is amazing and it's, I just have to say, look, I need this. Can you watch the kids? And he's usually like, yes. And in return, he will do the same thing. Hey, I need a break or I need to go do something. Awesome. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I would imagine that in an RV, that's incredibly important as well. You know, it is incredibly important. Yes. And sometimes the yeah. kids need a break from us too. So it's like, all right, you go to the playground, just take someone else with you. You can get a break from all, all of us. Excuse me. Yeah. I my microphone. Um, I was talking with my hands and it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's supporting the others that you care about so that they can get that self-care time too, because you know what a world of good it does for you. 
imagine what a world of good it does for other people as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's hit on, because I know clarity is a powerhouse part of, of what you do. Um, you said practice clear, re, re, review your clarity practices yeah. every quarter. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yes. Will, will so, you share with listeners yeah. about that? Um, so, okay. If you're clear on you, your customers and your business, I want you to sit down and think about that and put it in your calendar at least once a quarter. So, have, you know, you can sit down and say, I have a worksheet I use personally for all this, but you, without going into details, you could say, what are my core values? Do I need to add any? Do I need to take any away? Who are my main customers? Has a new type of person exposed themselves asking for my products and services? And if so, do I need to change any of my products and services to better meet their needs? Is my business still meeting its mission? Are we serving the people we want to serve? those kinds of questions. Mm -hmm. So at, like 2020 has been wacky, right? So as 2020 is a really good example, you like, I have more people coming to me now saying, I want to start a business than I did in 2019. Mm -hmm. In 2019, I was focused on a lot more mindset work. Now it's a lot more mechanics and business and how do I start a business? Mm -hmm. So I'm making sure I can accommodate these people, these, this, this, you know, the higher population of my clients who need this service. And so yeah. that's a perfect example. So 2020 has changed business for a lot of people and we've had to adapt, which is fine. It's just making sure that you are properly serving those you care about. Yeah, that's so wise. I mean, it, it's it's interesting to need to say, mm -hmm. but it's so mm -hmm. true that we don't take the time to just mm -hmm. take a, a, a reflective perspective of our business and go, is it, I love that you said, you know, what do I need to add? What do I need to drop? Mm -hmm. I'm always mm -hmm. asking that question and going like, you know, what's working, what's not working. What do I need mm -hmm. to add? What do I need to drop? We usually tend yeah. to think we need to add something, but often it's, we need to drop something. Yeah. And then when the, you know, the climate's changing so much 2020, people are needing very different things than they were in 2019. Yeah. And so it sounds to me like, you know, I think it's really valuable what you're sharing is that, you know, for people to sit down and, and reflect and go like, what's different. What do I need to bring? That's different. What are people asking of mm -hmm. me? I've noticed that a lot in my business too, of course, during COVID, like the, just the different needs that people have during this time. Um, what, what's a tip you could give? You said mechanics. I want to talk a little bit about that. Like talk about business mechanics a little bit and what, why that's so important for business owners. Yes. And so the mechanics is how things get done mm -hmm. and you know what you might, so this is my slight rant on business mechanics entrepreneurs and corporate professionals already know how to do a lot of business things really well. We probably know more, you probably know more than you give yourself credit for. And so a lot of times when people think they need to go acquire a new business mechanic, I'm going to make something up. Like, let's say I need to figure out how to market on LinkedIn. Like that's a new social platform I might need to add. You probably, you might know how to do it. You might have some clarity issues that are stopping you or some mindset issues that are stopping you. So before you go work on business mechanics, I always like to ask a lot of questions on, are you, are you sure you know who you're serving and know who you're targeting and know why you need to be on this platform? Okay. Now, are you sure you have, like, can you write the copy and all that? Because a lot of the mindset stuff gets in the way sometimes when we're telling our story. And so business mechanics are very important because that's how business gets done. I like to ask a lot of questions before my clients tell me, oh, I need to learn how to go do this thing to make sure that they're spending their time wisely. And that is something that actually excites them. Yeah. And so, yeah, 
there was kind of like that triangle between mechanics, clarity, and mindset where all, all three of those are in tune, you can go do it. And with mechanics, the thing is too, that people forget, sometimes you can hire this stuff out. You don't have to be an expert at every single facet of your business. That's why we hire people or we outsource. Like I outsourced my bookkeeping last week to someone who's awesome and is passionate about it. I'm not passionate about bookkeeping. <laughs> like yeah. it's one of those things I have to do. So um, that's another question I often ask about mechanics. Like, do you have to do this? Is this your zone of genius or can we offload this to somebody else? So you can focus on your zone of genius. Nice. Yeah. Well, what would you recommend for, uh, this is a good conversation because, mm-hmm. you know, I think people tend to wait too long to delegate. Mm-hmm. And so at what moment do you know that you need to be delegating something that's not in your zone of genius? Oh, that's a good question for, okay. I'll tell you what it is for me, but when I'm sitting here and I have that feeling like, Oh, I really don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. That's a good one. <laughs> and you're like, wait, this is not, yes, it's required for my business because sometimes it is. And that that's my cue. Like I need to go do that. I need to do ops offload this to someone else. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, I, I talk a lot about staying in your zone of genius and it's that, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's such a good indicator mm-hmm. when you're dreading something or resenting something yeah, in your business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other indicator is, is how much money is it? So let's talk about revenue. Let's talk about, you know, the generator of all business, which is revenue. Are you going to make more money doing something else than it would to cost you to outsource it? So it's income generating activities versus minimum wage activities. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of like before this camping trip, I rarely went to the grocery store. I would just order it online and have people deliver groceries to me. Yeah. I can get a better return on my time doing something else than going to the grocery store. And for me, the grocery store is not like this little sanctuary where I get time alone. No, it drives me nuts, but <laughs> I know some people love it. Yeah. So, so it's that, you know, it's asking, are you dreading it? And can you get a better return on your time doing something else? Yeah. So true. It's funny because lately I've been going, like I I live alone now. My kids are older. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like just a recent empty nester and my house stays pretty clean. Mm -hmm. But then when it's time to clean, I'm like, I don't want to clean my house today. (laughs) Like that's not how I want to spend my free time. And so it's things like that. And I, I'm totally going to start ordering my groceries. I hate going to the grocery store. I do too. I really, I I like it if it's like my family is around and we're going to do like a fun family meal or something, but like just for the, you know, (laughs) daily, weekly stuff, I'm like, oh, if I could have, that's on my list. I want to have, um, one of my dreams is to have a fully stocked salad bar at all points in time by somebody else. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to join you in that dream. Right? That sounds delicious. Isn't that amazing? Cause I love it salad, is- but it's like, takes time to do all that. Shopping. This is so funny. I was l- literally thinking about this, about this this morning. Cause I had a wonderful salad at a restaurant yesterday. And I'm like, I love that salad. There's yeah. no way I would take the time to make it. Like, exactly. <laughs> I, I was, that was so funny. You said that. Cause yeah. I literally thought about that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's well, especially in an RV, like RV. I, I actually lived in my, in an RV for a year with my family and, okay. and it was so fun and you're really limited what you can cook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a good chance to be creative. Totally. And figure out new challenges. Yeah. Let, let's talk about this a little bit. I mean, that's, okay. you're a wild woman. I mean, six kids in an RV running a business. Yep. Tell us some of your adventures. So we are in week six of our journeys. We are okay. from Minnesota. So we went from Minnesota to the Black Hills of South, South Dakota, and we are now in Colorado. We're leaving on Sunday, this upcoming Sunday for Utah. And so we figured, all right, there's distance learning this year. They gave us the option to take it. Sports are pretty much canceled. 
we've always wanted to do this. This is the best time because everything I do is virtual. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything I had in person is, is canceled or postponed. So it's all virtual. So let's do it. And so within a span of about four weeks, we rented our house. We bought the beast, which I'm sitting in. We bought a 37 foot travel trailer and we either stored, purged or donated our stuff. Nice. And so we did that in a span of four weeks wow. and we took off uh, September 8th and the kids are distance learning while we travel the country. And so we're going, we're going to hit about 29 states is the plan right now. And we'll be back home around June 1st or so. And we, I, I am so glad we did this. I am having so much fun. And this is a lot better than if you were just sitting at home quarantining. I mean, cause we're still like careful where we, when we go out and everything. Yeah. It's so much better because I have, like, I'm literally surrounded by a 360 view, 360 degree view of mountains right now. Like I don't have this at home. I am like, I love yeah. Colorado. I kind of want to move here. Um, Colorado is pretty amazing. I'm an, I'm a Colorado native. <laughs> yeah, yep. it is pretty amazing. And so, but this is, this is why we wanted to do it. We wanted to give, we wanted to make the memories with the kids. Yeah. And give them something that they could talk about the rest of their lives. They will remember this the rest of their lives. Yeah. Because we have friends, like I have um, a friend, Randy, who's actually rented a cabin at this campground. He's spoiling my kids. Like he's a grandpa <laughs> himself. He's spoiling my kids. We get it. It's a chance for them to meet some of our friends we have around the country. Yeah. See a different way to approach challenges and be creative and solve those problems that you need to solve to get through life. And it's, it, we're also giving them more responsibility. And so we're assigning jobs, you know, you do this, you're doing laundry today, you're doing dishes today. And we're giving them a say in what we do too. Like, Hey, what sounds good? What do you guys want to do? We have these three options and they're like, go play video games. Like, All right, let's go to Dave and Buster's. And so it's, it's really been a great bonding experience and it's teaching them those things that you don't necessarily learn in a classroom. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're learning how to read maps and get us from point A to point B. They're learning, you know, how to like the waterline froze. What do we do kids? You know, like that kind of thing, like get some resourceful, of those, <laughs> get resourceful yeah. uh, you know, which yeah. happened last night. So it's, it's been a lot of fun and it, you know, we're six weeks in, it's a nine month journey. Um, we're going to see a lot we're going to experience a lot. And it, I'm so glad we did it. I'm so yeah. glad we made this decision. Wow. What, what's the age split? Like, what are the ages mm-hmm. of your kids? So uh, the youngest is four and the old, oldest is 11. So we have wow. 11, 10, eight twin boys who are six and then four. Okay. And so the four-year-old is the wild card. She is the spitfire of all six of them. Um, and so she's in pre, like preschool, but all the other kids have a lot more structured learning that uh-huh. our school district, school district is providing, which is nice. Okay. Wow. What, how fun is that? I mean, I think I, I, I'm curious, what, what would you say is the biggest challenge? Because I'm, I'm sure there's challenges in terms of business and mm-hmm. family and the mix and the space mm-hmm. and all that stuff. What, what would you say is the biggest challenge of the road trip so far? Uh, the biggest challenge we still have, we're, we still have a lot of clashing personalities with some of the kids. And when I say mm-hmm. clashing, like it, it's typical kids stuff. It's of nothing course. really bad. Yeah. And so my husband and I are starting to take a little more hands-off approach. Like uh-huh. you guys work it out. Yeah. Like we'll be here if like you really need us, but how about you guys work it out first? And they've been a little bit more like, 
what do you mean? You're not going to sell this right here? We're like, no, you guys get to figure it out. And so that's been a little interesting to, you know, that's been interesting to watch. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would like, imagine. We're, yeah, we're trying to teach them like, look, you made a promise. You, you said this person could use your toy. Let them use your toy. Did you say that? Yes. Then let them, you know. Yeah. So it's just kind of some of that that basic like conflict resolution, <laughs> um, yeah. where where we're letting them work it out a lot more on their own. The yeah. other challenge is we're we're starting to trust the kids a lot more. And for example, you know, like, hey, I need to go run and use the restroom because most of the campgrounds have a public restroom. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like being like, okay, I'll go with you. No, you know what? You got this. You're okay. Yeah. I'll you know take five minutes. If it's longer than five minutes, I'm going to come looking for you, but you're okay. And so it, it, that's been a change for myself and my husband, yeah. which is a good change is that we're learning to trust the kids more where in the past, there's been a few things that, have, you know, where we're like, mm, maybe not. So yeah, it, it's good. Which it's is good. So, so interesting. Cause it teaches them to have like that freedom and flexibility teaches them responsibility. You know, they're like, Oh, I'm trustworthy and, and I can do it. Yes. And then they have this independence. Mm-hmm. I think it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fascinating. Um, we, when I, my kids were little, we unschooled for a long time because okay. of that, you know, all those things, it was like, Oh, let's let them be student driven and student led mm-hmm. and figure things out and, you know, project oriented. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was incredible in many ways. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm curious, you know, business wise when, yeah like I, 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 when I'm thinking about living in an RV with a family and your car is your office, I'm mm-hmm. sure it creates some practical challenges. Yes. Um, but are you, are you feeling like it's something that you would recommend to other people to do? You know, mm-hmm. I, it's fascinating to me. I would honestly, yeah. um, you, you have to know when to set those boundaries and you have to train, you know, essentially you're training those around you to respect those boundaries. Yeah. So the kids know when mommy's in the car, mommy's that's her office go to daddy if you need something. Okay. Um, I, I will do work as much as I can on my computer, like at the table while the kids are doing their homework. So the kids know if I'm there, if I'm sitting next to them, they can ask a question. Yeah. Um, so it's really training them like, Hey, if I'm in my car, mommy's off limits and daddy's right here and yeah. making sure that daddy is there so that if they need something, they can find them. Right. Yeah. So that that's been, I, otherwise I recommend it. I mean, it's been so much fun. And yeah. it's really, we're rewriting the rule book is really what we're doing. And it's not just us. It's everybody this year with like working at home and yeah. constant zoom meetings. I mean, we're rewriting the rule book on what it means to work and provide tangible value and service. Yeah. That's really uh, all it is. Yeah. You don't need a fancy corner office. If people have an issue or a challenge with me having a meeting in my car, they're probably not my client. Totally. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. That's I would imagine the people that you attract your way think it's really cool. And they're like, yeah, good for you. I want that too. I want the freedom I to do what I yeah, want to do. Yeah. 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 And that's what I coach people a lot on. Yes. It's the clarity and it's the mechanics and it's the, the mindset, but really it's your lifestyle. Are you living the life you love? Yeah. And if not, let's think about how we can change it. So you can. Yeah. All right. Like, isn't that what we all want through our businesses mm-hmm. or yeah. really just in life in general? I, I look at business building as mm-hmm. the reason I really, really value business building is the f- flexibility it gives me mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ability to do exactly what I want in the career world and make as much money as I want to make doing mm-hmm. it, depending on how much time and energy I want to put in and, yeah. you know, like all of those different things. And to me, that's such a gift. 
Yes. You know, it's like ultimate freedom. Yes. There are stressors that come with being an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur that are different than having a job, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I just, you know, my, my why is so powerful. My vision is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I I love it. I'm so excited to do what you're doing. Like, I don't know, my kids are older, so you know, they won't be along with me anymore, but Mm -hmm. um, I, I, it's fun. I just recently did a trip to Montana by myself Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was like, I'm going to practice a work vacay and see how it feels and just take everything with me, get an Airbnb, you know, work during the day, like I normally do. And then Mm -hmm. go on adventures at night and on the weekend. And it was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I love so it. yeah. It, those are the next. It's been a real treat so far, honestly, yeah. because my clients are like, this is so cool. Yeah. I mean, they're a hundred percent behind me. Everyone we, I mean, we, we've met some awesome people at the campgrounds are like, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I had, you know, one person was like, oh my gosh, I think you're crazy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, you're That's like, fine. yeah, I kind of am, but good a crazy. It's good crazy. It's a good crazy. Yeah. Share with us what's a big project you're, you're working at. Do you mostly just do one work with one-on-one clients? Or are you doing other projects? Yes. So this is the beautiful thing. I'm doing a little more boutique style with my business right now because we are on this awesome road trip. So I'm only doing one-on-one right now, which I love. I will have some group programs I will implement once we get back. And another project is actually returning turning this whole trip into a YouTube channel. And so I've been uh, spending a lot of time with that. We have a YouTube channel called the Ruby road. Uh, The kids are the star of the channel. Every, every video is kid friendly because we don't want to worry about what our kids are watching on YouTube. And um, Ruby is the name of our camper. So we have Ruby and the beast. And so that's where the Ruby comes from. So it's a lot of fun. I just put up a new episode earlier today. Go check it out. The Ruby road on YouTube. And that's been because the kids get to be like, mom, take a video of me doing this. And it can be in the YouTube channel. And it's just a, you know, a fun way for them to think about things. And yeah. like my, my friends and my classmates would really want to see this and they need to know this information. So get your phone out and take a video right now. <laughs> that just, is so, so fun. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to check it out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, you know, it's, I was, I did a podcast interview earlier today and we were talking about, um, you know, our kids as entrepreneurs. And I think one of the huge, beautiful gifts that you're giving your kids is that you are on the road, showing them how you can do entrepreneurship, be a parent, have fun hobbies, meet new people, like all these cool adventures. So it's, it's awesome Mm -hmm. to integrate them into that and let them be creative. And then who knows where it will go. Right. You know, it's just, so fun. Good for you. I love it. It's so fun to get to talk to you. Um, try to think if there's anything else I, you know, I, I want to know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you and I are so in alignment with what we do in the world and it's like clarity. And I would, I don't know that I would call it mechanics, but it's like clarity and helping people with mindset mm-hmm. and that business mindset and working yeah. with them. What would you say are the top three max potential habits that got you where you are today or that you believe got you where you are today? Oh, great question. Um, one, I already touched on it saying no to things that are not in alignment with you. Mm. So if it's not, if you're not meant to do it, don't do it. And that's okay. No is a very powerful word. Yes. Um, number two is I get very specific in goal setting with the actions I'm going to do. So a lot of people I find are rather loosey goosey about their goal settings and they, they just, they don't really write down or think about what is the verb you're going to perform. And so when I set goals, I'm very clear on what verbs I will do to get me there. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, well, well, I'll ask you after you say okay. all three, I, I'm going to dig into each of these because they're good. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and number three, know what you want. Mm-hmm. And if it changes, that's okay. 
know what you want. You have to know what that end goal is or that success criteria. Because if you're loosey-goosey on what you want, like you said, the universe is just going to give you something. Yeah. To help you figure it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. might take you a lot longer. Okay. I, yes. I want to give listeners a practical strategy for saying no, because I think people mm-hmm. really struggle with mm-hmm. this one. Like they don't know what to say or mm-hmm. do when they get stuck in, you know, in those, mm-hmm. I mean, we get constant, I have people asking me all the time to do things and I've gotten mm-hmm. really good at saying no, yeah. but it was hard for me at first. So mm-hmm. will you give listeners some yes. practical ways to say no? Um, yes. So two things. Number one, it's like the five second rule. Yet it's not for dropping food on the floor. It's like you have five seconds to make a decision and if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Nice. Makes sense? That's like, great. So if I said, yeah. hey, will you uh, interview this person? And if you're like, uh, no, that's a no. Okay. If, if it's an instant yes, then it's a yes. Awesome. The, the, the second tip I would give is, is kind of like a ne- negotiation. And I use this a lot when I worked in the corporate. Like, hey, Carmen, go do this. I could. That means something else comes off my plate. What is it going to be? Yeah. Right. So you're giving, giving that other person a choice who's asking you to do something on what's not going to get done. Make sense? Yeah. Good one. Yep. Yep. So that, yeah. that's another way you can say no. And for like, well, nothing was like, well, then no, I can't do it. So yeah. That uh, that's great. One thing it, uh, it's funny when you said the five second rule for me, it's like often it was, it was pausing before I said yes, mm-hmm. because I had almost like an automatic response to saying yes to people. Mm-hmm. And I would feel, re- I would almost avoid having people ask me to do things. I would try to avoid it because I didn't know how to say no. And so I'd be yeah. resentful when they asked me, cause I'm like, I don't really want to do it, but I don't know how to say no. Like you get in this trap. And then, so instead, when someone asked me something, I, I got in the habit of pausing just okay. to like check in with myself, you know, it's like, yeah do I want to do this? And then I love it. The addition, like, is it a hell yes? If it's not, it's a hell no. (laughs) Like so simple. Um, Awesome. Okay. Goal setting. I've been talking a lot with my people about this. Um, You know, will you give listeners, you were talking about the verb based goal setting. Will you give listeners an example of what that looks like to you? Like, you know, when you're writing out a goal for yourself. So let's just take an example. Instead of saying, I will post on social media more, like that could be a goal. Okay. Well, okay. I will post, get very specific on what that verb is. So posting is the verb. Okay. What, where are you going to post? What are you going to post? How many times a day? What time of day? I mean, get as detailed as you can with those actions. Okay. And it could even be like, okay, after I post, I will go back and respond to comments for 10 minutes a day. Um, so I mean, nice. get as detailed as you can. Yeah. Like, cause like, posting more on social media that doesn't tell you anything that doesn't tell you what you have to do right right yeah anybody like you could interpret it that one way I could interpret that a different way and random person over there could interpret it yet a third way right so almost get like as almost like SOP almost standard operating procedure as much as you can Okay. Do you, goals. do you set annual goals or do you do, I've, I've, this is a big conversation among me and my clients lately too, where I've been doing vision-based goals. So we set like the longer term vision, and then mm-hmm. we do really practical steps each week of what you can do to mm-hmm. get to the long-term mm-hmm. vision, letting mm-hmm. the timeline and the really, you know, like instead of setting a goal, of like I, I want to make a million dollars by this date. And then mm-hmm. you don't do it. And then you feel like you beat yourself up. Okay. So instead it's this like idea of, okay, I'm going to set a vision-based goals. And then I'm going to take actions every day, like posting. I'm going to post five times on LinkedIn at one o'clock every day, you know, mm-hmm. and then letting what happens with that momentum 
meet the long-term vision. So I'm curious for you, do you set annual goals? Do you set quarterly goals? Do you, how does that work for you? Both. Um, So I do have annual goals. I also have quarterly goals. And then I will break those down even further to like, okay, I need to do this this week. Next week, it's going to be different. Um, And, you know, it's, it's with business. I do that. I also do that with personal things. Like I just had to adjust a goal recently to accommodate this trip. I'm, um, I'm in Taekwondo and I'm a provisional belt. I was supposed to test for my black belt in August. And due to this trip and COVID, because you can't, spar virtually with people um i'm pushing that back to when i get back in june so it'll pro- okay. actually it'll probably be august 2021 where i will test for my black belt okay and it's like the the goal is still there the goal is get black belt get yeah. to black belt yeah i just had to push the timeline back due to outside circumstances okay and so that yeah. i mean that's fine the goal is not going away the goal will be accomplished okay it's just a different timeline yeah and so that's great sometimes to- you, like i had to just uh, yeah, adjusted so I could go on this trip. Yeah, right. It's reminding me like it to me, it's tied to your number three. It's knowing what you want, but then I, I call it flexible yeah. goals where you go, sometimes there's mm-hmm. going to be pivots. Like we couldn't have, mm-hmm. no, I don't think a lot of people could have ever predicted that COVID was going to happen. And that probably changed some people's right. timelines of their goals and they still mm-hmm. have the same trajectory, but they're going to pivot a little bit in the way that they mm-hmm. get there. So it's like a yeah. zigzag path of getting there. You still have the beacon and your, mm-hmm. your point that you're on yes. your way to, but mm-hmm. it, the path and the timeline might change a little bit. That's cool. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. So share with listeners where they can find you. Awesome. So my website is www.truesisulife.com. Also check out the rubyroad.com that leads you to our YouTube channel where you can see all the fun, the good, bad, and the ugly of um, our adventure on this nine month of distance learning camping trip. And uh, I'm on Facebook mostly just look for Carmen Ventrucci. You're going to find me and that's about it. Awesome. Wonderful. And of course you all know that all those links will be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. It's been super fun to have you on. I've, I'm going to be thinking about you and your family on the trip, on the road. Just, I mean, I think that's such a cool way to build a business and model for your kids and have adventures and like, that's awesome. Like high fives. (laughs) That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. I hope that you have an adventurous week filled with building your business in a way that brings you joy and being willing to take a risk like Carmen's done, you know, like just do something totally different and break it up. Maybe you're not going to sell everything and rent your house and go in an RV, but try something new. Uh, you know, like I like, I talked about this as pattern interrupts, you know, when we have these opportunities, when the whole world is different now than we've ever seen it before and forever will be different, do something new, shake it up, you know, as a habits podcast, that's you breaking up the habitual automatic habits and then seeing what else is possible by trying something different. So that that's what I want to say at the end of this awesome podcast episode. Thanks for being here. I hope you all have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive and step into new adventures. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. 
There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.